Hi, I'm Kira, and welcome to Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. Today, I'm joined by Chris, my favorite Chris, who's been <laughs> on Nightlock in the past. Welcome back, Chris. Thanks, Kira. Good to have you back. This is your uh, third thanks. episode here. Yeah, I'm super excited to be back. I love podcasting and uh, I love talking about the Hunger Games, so it all works out. It's a good match. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so now that we both have some radio experience under our belts at our colleges and we do. You know, we're becoming celebrities, Chris. Oh, of course. Yeah, just paparazzi everywhere I turn. It's rough. Yeah, you know, it's like exhausting signing autographs and all that. Oh, yeah, my hand is so sore. We're going to get carpal tunnel like by the time we're 30. Awful. Whatever. <laughs> totally worth it. Absolutely. So we have so much to catch up on with teaser trailers, possible amusement park, what's up oh with my that, God. and other major news stories. But let's get the news rolling. My intros let's are always too long. All right. So Pan and Post. Our first news story is bittersweet. The filming of the Hunger Games series has officially wrapped, according to tweets from producer Nina Jacobson and director Francis Lawrence. He directed Catching Fire and the upcoming two Mockingjay movies. Nina Jacobson included a photo of various cast members in a big hug, and the filming last took place in Berlin, Germany. Um, so outside the United States this time, I think, before they pretty much stayed in the States, right? Between Hawaii. Yeah, between Carolina. Hawaii, Atlanta, North yeah. Carolina. Um, and we're guessing that these are war scenes that they're filming over there, or filmed now. Um, and Past also, tense. <laughs> yeah, so sad. Um, uh. Yeah, the director, Francis Lawrence, um, tweeted very short one scene left dot 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 uh, right before they finished and just kind of a throwback crazy because we've been recording um ever since they've been filming um actually like within that month uh so the franchise has come a long way uh they started filming in may 2011 and now they ended in june 2014 so three years three years of hunger games and nightlock and fangirling yeah. all over the place it's amazing it's been three years like i look back of like how matt and i started and everything like we had to like crouch together in front of the mic <laughs> because it wasn't like a professional mic so we had to like get really close together we're like sitting on each other's laps like trying to talk <laughs> we had like a stack of books to hold the mic up so we had basically the, just the entire harry potter series because that's how oh. tall we needed it to be yeah um fun stuff yeah that's funny but it's yeah that's crazy over. that they finished filming already it's just but it's kind of nice how it's not over yet for us since not they're releasing the final film in two parts so right. it it'll be a nice time. stretch yeah it's not it's not over yet we have we're only halfway through if you look at it that way of the movie yeah yeah so that makes me a little happier Absolutely. Yes. And the next story is kind of weird. Why don't you enlighten us, Chris? Yeah. Uh, two, 2015 was a big year for The Hunger Games as the final film will be released uh, along with the Hunger Games exhibition. Um, the public quite isn't sure what this will be, but Lionsgate has released a few statements um, regarding this theme park, I guess. Um, there will be interactive displays of authentic costumes, props, and other elements of the world of the Hunger Games, including artifacts featured in the first three films from locations within the capital and various districts of Panem. 
Uh, and I think it'll be interesting because this project is being designed by the Thinkwell Group, who's responsible for the Harry Potter studio tour in London. So it kind of gives us hope as fans it'll be done well as the HP studio tour in London is like blowing up um, in success. And I super want to go so um but i've also been to the um harry potter exhibition in new york city where they yeah, sort of too. had um all the props and stuff did you go kira yeah i went when it was um in boston because at the time they didn't have plans for new york so i was like oh boston's the next closer to me um yeah us. <laughs> but yeah. um i mean it was really awesome like going to see all the props and like you definitely have to be a big fan to see it otherwise you really don't appreciate it yeah because it's kind um, of like okay well that's just a book but i'm like no that's tom riddle's diary that's a horcrux oh my god don't you see where the basilisk fang stabbed it yeah it's like oh my gosh that was in the chamber of secrets but um yeah i definitely think uh this will be interesting uh i the i don't know how they make this a theme park um but, like, I can understand this was, like, a touring, like, exhibition like Harry Potter had. Yeah. Um, I think it could be successful. I don't know how, like, you know, much they could really showcase other than a lot of the costumes that they have. That's I don't know what, what major props. Because most of it, like, they're poor, so they don't have a lot of, like, stuff. <laughs> yeah. There so aren't any like... really great, like, beautiful props since it's just, like, a shack that they live in and, like. Right. I mean, there could or... be stuff from the Capitol, I guess, but. I yeah, or like images like alcohol bottle number four. Um, you know, I, I just don't know what else what they would like, you know, kind of display. But because um, I, I, I just don't know. But like, you know, they also are quoted saying, now that we've built a critical mass of intellectual property, we've committed to extending our brands into exciting new businesses that create opportunities for our fans to engage with our properties. At the same time, they deliver significant incremental financial benefits to Lionsgate. So they're like, yeah, well, we're making a lot of money and people like it. So we're just going to make more. And uh, it's um, just like this whole like theme park attraction like that they could like make. I It just kind of boggles my mind because I remember thinking when the first film and uh, even the second film came out, I was like, oh, why isn't there a video game? Like, you know, yeah. all these franchises make video games. But then I realized, oh, wait, this likes trilogies about children killing other children. So obviously they would not be making a video game because it's morbid. So why in the living God would they make a theme park about the Hunger Games? It's like, yeah, go around the theme park and see how many children you can kill today. It's like, yeah, like, really? This is morbid. I don't understand. And so uh, Hypel actually posted an article, um, eight horrible, eight, oh my gosh, drop a marker. I don't know. Uh, Hypel actually posted a theme park um, article um, about eight horrible ideas that uh, they could incorporate. So like, I, I just selected a few of them. So it's like um, bad ideas, like PETA's bread factory could be sponsored by Subway. And they so, already have the relationship with Subway, so it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, so like, I'm sure Subway would like love getting all that extra money. And of course, everything could be like four times as expensive because you're in a theme park. Right. Um, and then another one is Rue's Rough Day. <laughs> Which is like, at this gruesome attraction, become Marvel and have the chance to send a spear through Rue. Like, what? Like, that, it's, it's, it's great, uh, great satirical writing, I guess, because it's just kind of like, what, what else would we do? And then another is like, tribute whack-a-mole. Um, and it's just kind of like, this is like a joke because I don't know how they could make this a, a successful theme park. Yeah, they're trying, I think, to take Harry Potter and like, see what they're doing, like, we should do that because they're successful. It's like, well, Harry Potter 
bad events it's very happen, different <laughs> but the world is amazing whereas yes. no one wants to live in pan am no, no one so it's kind of hard to have a theme park that people actually want to go to yeah, I don't, I would be nervous going there. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to, I've had so many dreams where I'm like drugged and like taken by the government and it's like a Hunger Games like dream. So I don't want to go to a theme park that like has this like embodied in it. I just, it just boggles my mind. I don't know. I think the only thing that they could be successful with is having like capital things that no, mm. don't focus on in the arena, focus on the capital and maybe like some District 12 stuff. But yeah, I, I could see that actually. Because it, it would be cool to be in the capital, like everything's so um, expensive and fine, eccentric. And, yeah, that you have like the uh, what do you call them? Um, people dressed up in costumes that are all like eccentric with all the crazy hairstyles and clothes and and piercings and yeah. But I don't know what you would do there really, like. Other than eat at PETA's, um, you right. know, bread factory. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll give you pills so you could just keep eating. That's what the whole thing oh is. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Drink this. You'll throw up. Yeah. Drink this. It solves everything. It's like, oh, God. And now they're sponsoring eating disorders. It's a whole mess. So. Yeah. Oh. That would, I don't know. I, if, if they try and pull it off and it works out, I give them so much credit. But I don't know about uh, this whole idea at the moment. <laughs> Uh, we'll yeah. see how it goes i mean if it ends up being good you know we'll have to go down there and uh, report from uh, the theme park oh absolutely let you guys know how morbid or how exciting it is <laughs> well a quick note before we move on to teaser trailers uh catching fire has made it to the top 10 grossing films in the u.s uh, at spot number 10 just made it um, it's number 36 in the world's highest grossing films, which this is exciting to find out that, you know, it's not just our diehard fans that are going to see it. It's casual moviegoers that are really enjoying the series. And it also shows the marketing difference of how much marketing went into the U.S. because we're at spot number 10 and it's only 36 on world's highest grossing films. So we noted I didn't follow it as much of where they were marketing for Catching Fire, but for Hunger Games, they were definitely focusing on the United States. I think because the Hunger Games is way bigger here, has more of a fan base here than um, internationally. But yeah. I'm just surprised they wouldn't invest more because I feel like, you know, you spend a couple, I mean, I don't really know, maybe they're spending a million, I don't know. but A couple million, you know, yeah. here and there. So if they spent maybe like one more million or something, they could have made like, you know, way more millions back like you know their return on investment would have been much greater so i'm just surprised they haven't invested more yeah i think it's interesting i also really like though how a lot of people who aren't just like hunger games fans but as you said casual moviegoers are just kind of going to check out the the film i found that a lot more with catching fire just because you know hunger games the first film was so well received and everyone kind of even if they didn't know the books or like the books really they would still they saw it, they still saw it and they kind of really liked it also because jennifer lawrence's freaking hilarious um yeah. so it like everyone was like oh i'm going to see catching fire and everything and i was like oh i didn't know you're a hunger games fan they're like ah no i'm not really but you know i heard it's a really cool movie and jennifer lawrence is really cool so i'm just gonna go see it so that made me really happy and so it's cool how it's one of the top 10 grossing films in the u.s yeah i don't know how long it will stay there but it's been there for i want to say at least a couple months um because i was reading an old news Holding story when i got this and i was like oh it's still accurate let's use it so, but um yeah, I think just because the cast is so phenomenal, 
that it's attracting more people. So it's usually these YA adaptions, they're kind of only for tweens and teens kind of thing. They don't really go beyond like I'd say 25 for their target audience. But I think general audiences are really liking this, you know, hopefully not too young kids are watching it. But I mean, when I was going to the premieres, I saw a lot of kids in middle school and uh, which was, I mean, it was exciting that they're getting into it, but I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, you're, you're like, come kids on, die. really? <laughs> yeah. But hopefully uh, Mockingjay will do even better. Hopefully it's just kind of on the rise. And I would think that having um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, this is his last films film appearance yeah help. yeah um, well speaking of Mockingjay um, two Mockingjay teaser trailers were released online uh, are we going to take a listen to that yeah here we go this is capital TV since the dark days our great nation has known only peace. Ours is an elegant system conceived to nourish and protect. Your districts are the body. The capital is the beating heart. Your hard work feeds us, and in return, we feed and protect you. But if you resist the system, you starve yourself. If you fight against it, it is you who will bleed. I know you will stand with me, with us, with all of us, together, as one. Pan Am today, Pan Am tomorrow, Pan Am forever. At the end here, it says the capital dot PM hashtag one Pan Am. So that was kind of interesting. It was. I really like how it's very, like, like there's, like, a motif of, like, the color white. And it's just kind of very pure, I what I get from white. But it's so ironic that it's just because that the Capitol is releasing this message to the members of Pan Am. And they're, you know, they're trying to help, you know, he has that air of, you know, we're trying to help you. Don't, you know, go against us. We fed you and everything. And then that famous phrase, Pan Am today, Pan Am tomorrow, Pan Am forever. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how they're taking the marketing of these movies because, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of marketing mind. I'm kind of thinking about going into marketing and everything and just seeing how they're handling everything and that they're attracting to the diehard fans, the fans, but also general audience is usually hard. Um, but there's no, like, official marketing for the film, but it's creating hype for the fandom again. It's not like, oh, wow, now I want to go see that. Like, if someone saw this, they wouldn't be like, that's what I want to see, you know, in November. Yeah. But it's it's starting to promote the film. It's like getting the name out there. But it's just amazing that it, it fits in with the storylines flawlessly. Yeah, it really does. And it's it's just kind of like eerie almost because we're almost in Panem, you know. And it's there's speculation that the first full-length trailer will be released at San Diego Comic-Con um, as the Catching Fire trailer was released there last summer. So that's really exciting. And I, like, I'm counting down to, like, when that happens and see, hoping that there are, like, a lot of cast interviews with J-Law yeah. and uh, all of them. So uh, it should yeah, be cool because I'm obsessed with her. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do we know when this is? Is this 
this month, I think? Um, as I Google it right Google now. It faster. Um, on the website. Yeah, right? I, I can't find that. Uh, Saturday, July 26th. So that's not too far away. Oh, wow. Um, that's in 13 days. Yes. Oh, from when we're recording. All programs Friday, July 25th. Oh, all right. It looks like it starts. Day one is Thursday, July 24th. Countdown there. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's not too far away. That's pretty awesome. Um, hopefully, we'll have a new trailer then and we can be dissecting that. But, oh, yes. But, yeah, it's cool how in this trailer, this teaser trailer, that President Snow is, you know, talking and stuff. And then when they start zooming back, you see Peter's right next to him. Oh, yeah. And just looking like a soldier, just standing there, staring off, not even at the camera, just far away. It's it's cool that, like, us as fans, like, we know, like, oh, my God, you know, he's been captured, he's been hijacked and all that. Like, to be able to start seeing that is exciting for us that uh, that they have that. Yeah, and it's it's sort of just, like, the capital, like, using, like, one more thing, being like, look, even he's on our side, and blah, 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 you know, you shouldn't, you, he, you know, you shouldn't listen to the Mockingjay, she's, like, no good, and blah, blah, um, but, you know, the second teaser trailer, you know, do you want to introduce that one? Yeah, definitely, so the second teaser trailer starts out just like the first one with President Snow addressing Pan Am, Pete is still by his side, but also, if you notice, you can't see because this is an audio show, but hopefully you've seen it by now. Um, <laughs> Joanna Mason is next to him, sporting a wig, I think, right? Because at this point, her hair had already been shaved. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and then oh there's gosh. a twist. So let's check this out here. Let's do it. Throughout this great nation, never have we been more unified. Because now more than ever, Pan Am is speaking with one voice. The capital and the districts bound together in solidarity. Together. We have audio, no video. We are forging a stronger future. This is a pirate transmission from District 13. Repeat, this is a pirate transmission from District 13 with a message. The Mockingjay lives. Ooh, even more chills for this one. Seriously. <laughs> that last line, the Mockingjay lives, is just too perfect. Uh, so epic. And this one, uh, you could also see... Um, a bunch of the soldiers, the peacekeepers, next to um, President Snow, Peta and Joanna, Johanna, however we're saying that. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like the way I see it is the first one, like, yeah, it's just him and Peta, like, he doesn't need that much uh, protection. Whereas in the second one, it's, we don't know what the kind of time. Time is. frame of these yeah, being released are, yeah. Yeah, the time frame in Panem. But we can we can kind of imagine that time has elapsed and for the second teaser trailer he needs more protection protection because the riots he's more of a threat more... right yeah and so the rebels are more of a threat exactly and there's speculation also that the next teaser trailer if you know hopefully there will there will be another one oh yeah will be instead of bt um giving a broadcast it would be katniss because, oh, I hope so. Yeah, 
he's producing he's he's predicting and like saying that <laughs> oh the mockingjay lives so that's kind of foreshadowing that it's like oh the mockingjay will be on the next teaser trailer Oh, yes, I want to see Katniss so bad in, in these promotional things that they're doing. I just, like, want to see her, you know. But I think it's yeah. really cool how they're just kind of, like, building it up. And they're just kind of, like, you know, being like, oh, yeah, you know, you you want to see her? Okay, good. Well, we're not going to show you right now. But, you know, she's she lives and everything. Yeah. Um, And it's cool how, you know, they... I thought in originally when I first saw it, I was like, all right, this like effect of like them like hijacking or hacking the system or whatever is kind of like a little lame. Like I understand like it's really, really cool, but like the whole like effects that they were using, I was like, okay, well, like really. But after I saw it a couple times after, I was like, this is really cool, actually. I mean, the like the visual effect, I guess, that they used to sort of show that BD was like hacking into their broadcast um, grew on me, definitely. Yeah, I think at first... I kind of thought the same and like I still feel like they could have done a little bit better like I feel like we could have done that kind of thing without yeah. a lot of experience yeah but um I think overall it was really good and I think it's it's more the idea than anything else and the concepts in there than the yeah, actual absolutely. video production part of it um but I guess it's also like supposed to be amateur because they're just doing it from district 13 so yeah eh, that is know. true good point yeah and the interesting part about this teaser trailer is there was two versions released. Oh my gosh, uh, I love this. The second had the capital like covering up when District 13 interferes. Which is they... such a capital thing to do. Right, yeah. I feel like we've seen this before somewhere. Um, mm. Like the same kind of clip or same concept in trailers or something. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just speculating here. But um... I don't know. You'll probably get an email. Yeah, yeah. please email in. Let me know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, they claimed um, uh, technical difficulties, um, which I don't, I I get if this was on air, like live, that they're covering that up, but BT did get through, so. Yeah, we did sort of hear him a little bit, so I guess, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think the Capitol would have been a little bit, like, cleaner than that if they were to clean that up, like, you know, I, but I guess it's just for, like, you know, us as, you know, the normal world audience members that they're just right. kind of still trying to show that like something's happening but you know we're covering it up instead of covering up completely right yeah i didn't know if it was intended that it's like oh these will be rerun on tv because if that was the case they would just refilm it yeah but then i started thinking maybe when they were going live when this was being I don't know if it was filmed live, but we can just assume that. Yeah. That when it's being broadcasted, that the Capitol is getting the message to from BT, but Pan Am isn't, maybe? That, like, between the Capitol oh, receiving oh, yeah. and broadcasting, they're, they're doing that. Otherwise, it wouldn't make too much sense to have the cover-up technical difficulties. Yeah. I don't know, but I also just think that, like, Lionsgate also released that as, like, a nuance, like, showing how the capital works, sort of, you know? Right. That to uh, the fans. Grabbing for control, but they're quickly losing it. Yeah. Yeah, but exciting stuff, you know? It's, um, they're just teaser trailers, so they're very short, but definitely exciting enough, and they just continue to, uh, kind of enthrall us with what they've got going on. Yeah. But on top uh, of teaser trailers, we have a couple new poster images. Yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, there are, uh, there's like a Mockingjay, like, poster of part one of just kind of like the bird and the flames, which has become my desktop background. Um, 
And uh, that's really cool. And then we also see um, Julianne Moore and Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, who both look so good. Um, as I like their that roles. she has the gray, like, you know, white hair. It, like, it looks... I don't, I don't even know what to call it. Like, I guess striking, like, but also real that she doesn't yeah. have a bunch of dye in her hair and stuff. Even, even just like our kind of dye, like she's very natural compared to the capital of being so um, synthetic. Yeah. I think it's really neat. And then the next picture has sort of Hamish as if just like drawing a plan up on like a board who's like trying to like figure out what our next move is. Um, and Hamish looks pretty good. He looks all he's like spy-like with his yeah. hat and stuff. He looks like he's going to like rob the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> the Capitol's bank. And then I don't actually know what this next picture is. Um, it looks like, um, well, that's Francis Lawrence, the director. Uh, on set, I don't know exactly what that would be because it's just kind of dark and has like, sun in the background kind of like washing yeah. it out. Um, he's with... Um, uh, I want to say Mitchell something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's cool. That's a cool to... onset picture, though. It's cool how that's like all bright, so we can't really see what it is, but we're like questioning, like, oh my gosh, could that be like a part of the cat? Could that be like part of the uh, arena, or not the arena, but the course that they have to do where everything floods yeah. and they have to um, in 13 or I, I don't know. Like, I just think uh, there could be a lot of possibilities of what that area that they're filming could be. Definitely, yeah. And the next picture is uh, Julianne Moore, and she looks so fierce as President Coyne. And uh, and then there's Beattie looking studious and smart and all that stuff. As always. <laughs> yes. And it's cool how they have that, um, I don't know what you could call it, the uh, mocking, it turns it from the Hunger Games logo, turns into the Catching Fire logo, turns into the Mocking Jade logo. Yeah, which is interesting because I believe um, a fan did something very similar to this and yeah. then Lionsgate did this. So, I mean, it's not like it's a big surprise. Original. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, it's like, especially because for Catching Fire, they took the Hunger Games bird and turned it into the Catching Fire one. So it's just kind of a further step. But yeah, I always like that clip. It's kind of just, it's so iconic that yeah. most people that see it, I would say, know that it's Hunger Games. At least I would hope. But yeah, definitely exciting stuff. We're, we're getting closer. Yeah, we are. It's it's really. I was I was actually in the shower the other day, and I was thinking like, oh my god, we get a Hunger Games film in November. Like, yeah. whoa! And it's just kind of like because I was just kind of thinking about the promotional stuff um, so far, and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for the trailer just to see Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss, you know, running around, you know, in District Thirteen and stuff. And you know, as like depressed, like as depressing, and as my least favorite novel of the series Mockingjay was I'm still really excited to see it adapted so yeah it should be interesting and I also wonder if they're adding more material to it because it's not that long of a book I mean I think it I think Catching Fire is the longest I'm looking at it on my shelf and eyeballing it but <laughs> yeah I mean Mockingjay isn't that long to be split into two films so I would imagine that they're going to elaborate on certain things, which for us as fans is probably a good thing that they're not cutting stuff out. Yeah, I, I'm really excited that uh, hopefully, you know, is uh, Suzanne Collins involved with this as well, this uh, screenplay? That I don't know. I didn't hear any talk around it, so 
I would say no, but because I, I almost yes. expect it because I think I read, I think I remember reading something that like you know she was helping add content to these films, you know, just to sort of oh, like yeah. bulk like, them up. But I don't, I but like I don't know if she's like involved because like there hasn't been any information released about it yet. So I'm just constantly yeah. confused. She's probably one of I would say the author that I'm familiar with the most that is so not in the limelight at all. Like, it's hard to find an interview with her, like, her talking about it. Um, she's she's never, like, around. Like, she just Yeah, kind of, she's undercover. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to go, you know, over to her house and see if she's around. Cause she lives, like, 15 minutes from me, which is just kind of crazy. Yeah, we'll but, just stop by. <laughs> yeah, just casually on my way to the supermarket. Um, yeah, I feel like now that you say that, I would say probably when they were writing it, there was news stories about that. But because they wrote the script so long ago that, you know, it's not a, a recent news story. But I think, yeah, she was involved in some way. I don't think as much as other authors are involved with their books, like uh, James Dashner and um, Veronica Roth for their stories and all that. They were much more active in it. But I think she's kind of just letting Francis Lawrence do what he wants to do. <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't seen Divergent, Kira. Oh, you haven't seen Divergent? I haven't. Okay, well, my, my boyfriend went with one of his friends when oh. um, he was um, back home, and then I never got to see it because I was really busy, and school came, and, like, I didn't have anybody to go see it with, and I was just like, it was a mess. So I still haven't seen it, and I was going to look at it, watch it online, but right. every, like, version I could find was, like, a really ghetto, ratchet version mm. of someone filming it in the theater. So I'm just waiting for it to be released so I can watch it because I still haven't seen it. It was it was good. Like I I had very low expectations for it. So going to theater, I was uh, during my spring break. So I uh, went with my cousin who was home, and um, we went. She hadn't read the book, but she enjoyed the movie. I think oh, most people that didn't read the book and saw it were like, eh, it's okay. But for fans, it was like amazing. Which well, I'm excited because they're yeah. they're doing this. They're filming Insurgent, aren't they, right now? I believe so. Yeah. Oh my gosh, well, I gotta get I on that. I haven't read the last book yet. That's neither uh, have I. I started it, I think, but I yeah. I, have, I got busy. I have it, but I, I heard it's like really bad. For I heard some it's reason. really bad too. I think um, I don't know. I think one of the main characters dies, and it's like a huge disappointment or something. I don't really know. I yeah. was reading Amazon um, reviews, and they were all really bad, so I was yeah. nervous. I don't think I've seen fans hate a book so much yeah same and i i don't i don't love mocking jay but i don't hate it you know so yeah. it's just kind of like i don't understand how bad this last novel can be i know it def i know it does um switch point of view from trist to four right back and forth i think between each chapter so i don't think that can just be it though but uh, i should actually read that soon yeah. uh, but i have such i have so much to read oh my god this whole, whole time i'm finishing the last mortal instruments book but it's like 700 pages long so I haven't oh read gosh. it since vacation, but are those uh, are those books good? Yeah, I I love them. Uh, one Wait, of my didn't friends the, didn't one of the film adaptions like bomb or something? Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. me personally, I hated who they cast for uh, the lead character. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of Jamie Campbell Bower, who was in Twilight and Harry Potter, but I still don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they bombed that. But the books are great, so just just ignore the movies. Yeah, have you read Beautiful Creatures? That's a really good book series too but the movie like bombed it was it, so bad and i had to return to the library and haven't since but yeah I, yeah um, it's good the movie sucked it was rough yeah matt actually read the book 
because uh, so senior year we had to like take a book and just read it and do a report on it. He's like, oh, I'll do this because then I can recommend it on the show. And he read half of it. He's like, not finishing it. I hate it. So oh my I gosh. I like that. But... <laughs> yeah. Two yeah, YA novels to read. <laughs> but seeing as some, you know, segueing into something that I love. Yes. Um, the Capital Opera this week, or this episode, I should say, um, I picked um, the song Heartbreak Dream by Betty Who, who I'm currently obsessed with. Um, and then there are some lyrics that you can, you know, if you see the whole song in a Hunger Games perspective, it's kind of like PETA singing about how he loves Katniss and their tough love situation. And there's parts where it could definitely be seen in um, in context of Catching Fire, but then Kira also has found um, some Mockingjay context. So like Catching Fire context, context is sort of like um i can feel it when you look in when i look in your eyes so clearly i can see that you need me and in a moment you were everything to me in a mo in this moment we're living in a heartbreak dream you know because they're you know sort of living they're getting married and everything but it's it's not real you know yeah. so i thought that was neat all right well let's take a listen and then we can continue talking about it Alright, now that we've had a good listen to that, um, I'm not sure if uh, this part was included. I was listening, but I, I'm not sure. Um, but the part where it says, when you hold me, it feels like you don't know me. We are worlds apart. When you kiss me, I know you haven't missed me. You keep breaking my heart. I connected this little stanza to Mockingjay. Um, I'm thinking when Peta and Katniss are reunited, that because he's been hijacked, you know, he doesn't really know her anymore. Like, he sees her differently. He sees her as an enemy. Um, real or not real. Yeah. And uh, especially the part where it says, I know you haven't missed me because he couldn't have missed her because he's been hijacked. He doesn't think of her the same way anymore. You keep breaking my heart. And so that's kind of how I connected it. Yeah, I thought it's a, that's a really good connection. And it's also a song I'm obsessed with, so I had to include it. Right, of course. <laughs> Gotta do your own little plugs here, yeah. Got a plug for my girl, Betty Who. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know, I got to know her now. I think, I think I've heard it before, maybe like radio or something, but yeah, I like this. It's like upbeat, but like, you know, there's some like depressing things to it, so it's a good little mix. <laughs> yeah, it has some angst, but it's like a song that you can run to, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. I need more of those. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, it's been a short episode, but it's been a good one catching up on all our news and we'll probably uh, keep doing episodes here and there when it fits in with our busy lives. A um, couple shameless plugs for you. Um, I'm still doing social media work, so if you're interested in any social media guidance, need a little help, you can uh, email in. You can just email in at the Nightlock email address. I check them all. Um, but also you can email in about Hunger Games related things, 
about this episode, previous ones, corrections. I think I mentioned something I want you to correct me on today. But um, yeah, be sure to email in nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast, Twitter at nightlockpod, P-O-D. You can follow me on Twitter at Kira Deneen, K-I-R-A-D-I-N-E-E-N. Follow Chris on Twitter at ChrisCast95. That's right, right? Yes. Okay. That That's was her memory, so. <laughs> uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. All the links I mentioned are on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. So if in doubt, just go there. I got it all for you. But also, for, I should put this earlier because I always forget about this. iTunes reviews. I haven't seen any new ones in a while. Could be my fault because I haven't produced any episodes, but it's still your responsibility. <laughs> so get those out there. And if you're having trouble keeping up with the show because we're not releasing as regularly as we used to, you can sign up for email alerts, nightlockpodcast.com on the sidebar. All right. Well, that was a mouthful, but we can wrap up with recommendations. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, well, I kind of had a cop out in the beginning because um, uh, I was going to recommend something, but I'll, I'll, I'll still recommend it. But I want to recommend um, Beautiful Creatures, um, the book series that Kira and I were talking about earlier. It's a really good book series. I've read the first two. Um, uh, it's all about uh, if you like fantasy and magic and all that stuff, it's uh, right up your alley. Um, but then speaking of fantasy and magic, um, yeah. I'd also like to recommend the website pottermore.com which is a uh, website that gives uh you the opportunity to take adventures through the harry potter books by also reading new information provided by jk rowling queen rowling um my girl and she uh recently just posted a uh, new short story about the trio harry ron and hermione um that was beautiful and wanted to make me cry and yeah. uh it even includes so stuff with um neville and Ginny, and even a couple sentences on Luna. So she packed a lot into 1,500 words. Yeah, she did. It was really beautiful. So I definitely recommend checking that out at pottermore.com. Awesome. Um, and just curious, what house are you in? Where were you sorted? Um, I'm in Ravenclaw. <sighs> no way. Same here. Cool, cool. Yeah, I don't think I'm actually smart enough to be in Ravenclaw, but... Um, Same. I, I'm not the brightest, so I found that kind of ironic but uh i'll take it thanks <laughs> yeah i've heard that the houses um part of it you're being sorted of what you admire the most so if you admire intelligence the most you'd be put there but i feel like that would just make me sad because i'd be surrounded by people so much smarter than me and i would just get i'd know. be struggling all these yeah. ravenclaws would be like so clever and i'd just be like i, I don't get it what what's the riddle mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never be able to get into your common room yeah, it would be so rough. I'd constantly be sitting outside that door in the tower being like, can you let me in, please? <laughs> yeah, too stupid to go to bed. Well, I want to recommend... Um, oh, now I'm like... All right, I'll recommend two books because I'm, I'm feeling generous today. Uh, the Death Cure by James Dashner. Um, I've previously recommended uh, The Maze Runner, so this is I'm kind of cheating a little bit, too. But um, The Death Cure takes place before The Maze Runner does. So it's oh, kind of wow. cool to see the world um different characters but it all kind of connects um and the maze runner movie is being released this fall i want to say september oh, um, i have to read it before then then yeah you do it's a quick oh, read it's on my kindle i have to i have to get it i have to yeah. start it 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 was hard to get through the beginning because you got to get used to his writing style and at first it was like oh is this a book for middle school boys but once I got past, like, I want to say, like, 80 pages, I was like, oh, okay, it's amazing now. Um, 
So yeah, just get through 80 pages and then decide if you want to keep Gosh, reading. That's a long, that's a lot of pages. Well, it's huge print, so not really. <laughs> All right, true. Yeah, I can um, do it. Yeah, so um, definitely if you're into the Maze Runner, I suggest uh, The Death Cure is awesome. Um, I read it on my iPad, like, really quick. Um, and also the book I'm currently reading, which someday I will finish. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember if I said this recording or before the show with you, but uh, Mortal Instruments City of Heavenly Fire uh, was just released, like, two months ago. So I actually got on top of this one and read it. I'm like... 500 pages in 200 left to go uh but it's great it's um the last book in the mortal instruments series but there are also other series in the same world um oh that's the, cool i love when they do that yeah it's cool um at first it started as a trilogy with city of bones city of asses city of glass oh, yes then um she was like oh wait i can make a lot more money so she did another trilogy <laughs> with the same they always characters. do that oh my god i know right um City of Fallen Angels, City of Lost Souls, and then City of Heavenly Fire, which is the last uh, of that character batch. Um, and she's got the Infernal Devices, and then another one that's, I think, in the future. So definitely wow. a lot Wow, you've got a lot of read there yeah. with that recommendation. You've got a lot of material, so uh, get on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do your homework, kids. Um, but yeah, skip the movie for that one. It's uh, not worth your time. And we'll ruin it for you, so yeah. Sounds good. I won't watch it. Yes. I'll save you that hour and a half. Thanks. I appreciate it. I could be reading something else in that hour and a half. So Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, it's been a good, sweet, short show. But hopefully we'll be back with uh, the trailer, the full feature length trailer, I think is what they call it. And we'll get some new material there. And hopefully the news stories keep rolling in. And we'll keep reporting. Cannot wait. Yep. All right. Well, hope you guys are enjoying the summer and hopefully we will talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.